Welcome to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. I'm Ludmila, founder and CEO of Rampic, a B2B digital marketing agency. We help tech founders get the most of their marketing effort and promote their stories to our audience. We believe that every tech founder has a unique story and their business needs attention. Stick around till the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can become our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Hello and welcome to B2B Tech Founders Lounge Podcasts, the space where tech founders and leaders share their unconventional visions and stories. Today I'm here with Sanjay Segal, a heartful human being, but also the CEO and chairman of MCS Technologies. Sanjay, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to having a great conversation with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sanjay, you're... Uh, journey at the journey of a very experienced uh, entrepreneur has been quite eventful. So for the background and like to kick uh, things off, what actually brought you to, to, to the IT space? How the whole thing started? <laughs> I think it is, I, I would say it was like by accident. And you know, when I studied in India and uh, in India, you may have heard that if you are good in studies, you either become an engineer or a doctor. And I had a chance to be a doctor, but I chose to be an engineer. So I was, I guess, uh, good enough in 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 uh, you know studies to be able to choose. And once I chose, and I was kind of in the top of the class, so I got to uh, you know choose the computer science or or the electronics as my major, electrical and computer science as a major. So everything, I mean, it was not something that I knew much about. I, you know, it chose me rather than me choosing it. Let me say it this way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because uh, I'm I'm not the like an IT person uh, myself. I'm more like on the marketing side. But I was raised in the family of uh, engineers, uh, and they are like really hard, poor, hardworking Soviet engineers. So uh, it was it was really fascinating to see how like twisted the journey could be and i have a question to you like if the it space chose you as you as you are saying what were like the most pivotal like milestones where you decided like yeah this is exactly what i'm going to be doing this is i'll stick to that industry and i'll go for it sure i think it was early on i guess the early on itself i i felt i think once i uh, not so much in, in in during education but right after that my first or second job I felt that I think I was good at it and I was able to do good things. I mean, that's kind of what uh, gives you always satisfaction. If you, uh, even if some, even if something chooses you, whether it is in relationship or in your profession, but then you realize you're good at it, that gives you the confidence. <laughs> or wow. what, what I told you earlier, that gives you the security. So then yes. I can move forward, right? So I think at, at, as, at, 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 at every level, we are looking for that, you know? <laughs> Um, and talking about security, I'm pretty sure that over the years of uh, your journey, uh, there were moments where security wasn't there. What advice can you give uh, to like the tech founders or people in the tech industry in particular? Uh, how to manage that? How to go over those uh, very insecure moments? Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, the one thing which always helped me to go through those insecure moments. And I had plenty. I must share that with everyone. And you're not alone. I mean, there are, I mean, everyone has those. And you may continue to have those. The level of insecurity or lack of security may change over time, but you will always have those. 
So what always helped me was that, uh, you know, a quote somewhere I had read uh, that kind of got ingrained in my mind that everything must come to an end, good or bad. So I think nothing is permanent in this world, including in our industry, right? And I think that your folks uh, who are listening to this, I mean, they know very well. I mean, if they are, uh, if uh, if they get to the age or experience that I have, they will, uh, they can relate to what I'm going to say. That I think it's, it's it's everything must come to an end, and we have seen that over and over again, and more so in our industry than in others. But now I can kind of pretty confidently say it happens everywhere. So if that is the case, then even your lack of your moments of lack of security will also come to an end. You just have to hang in there. So if you're going through hell, uh, keep going, right? Keep going, keep going. Yes, um, nothing but you can keep going, and then you know there's it's, it's there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel, as we say always. Sanjay, and I'm pretty sure that uh, 2003, and we have just a couple of weeks uh, left uh, left of it, has been eventful for you. Do you have any like highlight or uh, a project or probably like something uh, particular in this year uh, that you would like to remember that will stay with you? Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, it's not too long ago, uh, we all went through a very uh, traumatic period of COVID, right? I think I wish we can forget it, but at least people like me, I cannot forget it. I mean, we did. Uh, very challenging times, both for personal in personal life as well as in our professional in business. And the business, we didn't know what's going to happen. I mean, the first three to four months or six months, nobody knew what is going to happen. And then there was hope, okay, things are going to be better. But it kept getting prolonged and prolonged periods of uncertainty. And uh, then, of course, came the moment post-COVID moment of splurge. 2022 was one of the best years for, for many businesses, including mine, till the month of December. And so I think we had, I mean, we had the fastest growth that we had ever experienced in our business in the in last year, 2022, till the month of December, when still started going downhill again. And uh, because, I mean, many people had, you know, overhired, overstocked, over, I mean, overspent and things, and everybody started kind of pulling out. And that started getting reflected in other businesses as well, surrounding businesses, and we were also got caught in that. And so the months of, I would say, December, January, February, till pretty much March of this year, we were all recovering from that. So what I, you know, like we went through the great pandemic, the great Resignation, I think we're all familiar with that, those terms, though they seem a bit far distant, but they are all there in our memory. And then great splurge and the, the, the great downfall, <laughs> I would say the great recovery. So for me, 2023, you know, would always be remembered as great recovery. And I'm very glad that I think in the last six months, we have recovered from that slump that we faced earlier this year. And uh, now we are back to our growing ways again. And that's, uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's I think how I would like to remember this year. 
<laughs> that's great that's great and um and thanks for sharing i really uh really appreciate uh the level of detail and yeah de definitely going up and down that's the nature of the business uh that's that's life um but when you're talking about like uh things picking up again and you acquiring uh more business or getting uh more people uh to work on the projects that uh that you landed uh do you what what was the main source of the new business for you over the last six months? How did you how did you recover exactly? Well, I think in our case, I think we have two business units. I mean, if I go into the details of it, we have two business units. One business unit is a digital transformation business, which uh, primarily we service enterprise clients and in the, especially in the financial services and financial technology space. And the other business we unit we have is a storage networking cloud. And our storage and cloud business uh, helped us recover. I mean, having diversifying into two distinct business units, which were not uh, much related, helped us. So on one hand, we found the financial services sector was going through the slump, as we all saw earlier this year, whereas the storage and cloud business was seeing a good uptick. And uh, so kind of that, I think, so the resources or the technology or the investments that we wanted to make here you know, and we couldn't because the going business was going down. We diverted those to this business unit, the other storage, networking, and cloud business unit, and that helped us balance out things. And now, both the year has end is close to an end, and next year we are looking at growing both the business unit, you know, simultaneously. Wow, that's that's very interesting because that level of diversification is quite rare for the service companies. You usually do uh, either like the digital transformation projects, especially like with the size of the company that you that you have, as more like on the uh, mid-sized to enterprise, mostly enterprise, right? And uh, having the uh, very traditional storage cloud service business to actually support and uh, uh move forward the second unit that's that's amazing yes um and how about your people um because when companies are going through the challenging times uh usually you have ups and downs not just in the revenue but also with people's morale and uh, how did you support your uh, your employees did you have any sort of program or uh, how did you motivate people to work uh, and perform under the very tough circumstances I think, I mean, you know, we do have a good learning and development, uh, you know, uh, division in the company, uh, which continues to assist employees in reskilling or, re or learning new skills. And that is very important, as you know, especially, I would say, other inflection point, many of us in the technology space or even outside of it had faced was when chat GPT or the gen, you know, the generative AI was announced. And all of a sudden, the morale, the enthusiasm, everything kind of took a hit there. So we started the programs within our company to be able to reskill our existing employees so they don't feel left behind. And and that is something. It's not a one-day job. It is kind of it is it it continues to happen. And in the process, we did lose some people. In the process, we did have to let some people go who were not willing to learn. I think running business is not for uh, you know like they say for Faint-hearted. I mean, you do require, uh, the, you know, uh, the 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 hard made of steel and iron, and it is it is because the ups and downs are part of this, and then you have to withstand while keeping morale and enthusiasm of everybody around you high. 
And I think that's uh, being able to uh, help them learn new things and being able to begin some newer things within the company so that everyone feels that they are part of uh, the upcoming uh, technology shift was very important for us. Interesting. It looks like uh, the internal systems that you've built uh, were a big part of it. So it wasn't just like you uh, dealing with the uh, yet another industry term, right? You were, you were prepared by having the right systems in your business in the right time. That absolutely. And I think even at the time of COVID, uh, I remember we had a disaster recovery plans which were never tested before. <laughs> you know, because we didn't have a disaster to the scale of pandemic, the COVID pandemic. So I think it got tested and we did feel some loopholes there. When our employees were able, or within a couple of days, they were all equipped to start working from home. And mm -hmm. that was very rare for any company. Even despite being in technology space, people needed months to prepare their employees to start working from home. And we were ready. I mean, all of our employees always had laptops, they all had VPNs, they all had, uh, you know, the hotspots or internet at home, and they all had all these windows. I mean, they were all, they all had, you know, virtual, uh, the, the virtual conferencing facility on their computers. So within a couple of days, we were able to flip people working from home, flip two people working from home. Same way here, I think, for us to be able to switch to uh, the newer, you know, training methodologies, newer reskilling, and uh, and newer projects was I I won't call it. I mean, again, I mean, I I did have the insecurity, I did have the uh, uncertainty whether it is going to happen or not. I mean, I have found that even though I'm big fan of um, you know being feeling secure in every aspect of your life, whether it is your personal, financial technical and all that. But at the same time, I find always a bit of insecurity helps you to perform better. You know, that is like the performance stress that causes that helps an athlete to cross the last mile or last baton uh, pushes that to the last, uh, you know, to the winning goal or winning uh, line and all that. So I think to me, that bit of insecurity, that, that bit of uncertainty, uh, we all should learn to imbibe in our life because that will help us. People say stress is bad. Of course, I am. I say I'm a heartful human because I am a big, big time meditator. I have been meditating for thirty plus years, and and that has kind of made me the human being that I am. Uh, and but at the same time, I realize people think meditation means no stress. Meditation means the right kind of stress, <laughs> because we all need the right kind of stress. We don't need the bad stress. We can manage bad stress, but keep the good stress because that'll help you perform better. And this is kind of adds up to your security as well, right? Uh, being able yes. to handle stress differently and differentiate yes. between the two things. It's like, like your two uh, lines of business, right? You have like the service line and you have the storage line. And then you have like good stress and bad stress and if you can balance it out. So where you go. Yes. Uh, Sanjay, uh, I, like my audience, um, they're more like the um, growing companies, smaller probably uh, than the companies that you have built. Uh, can you share a piece of advice for those who are actively growing? Sure. So first of all, you know, um, I consider our company also as an actively growing in a small company in its own means because there are much larger companies that we compete with. And, and not too long ago, we were also a small company. Uh, 
uh, or much smaller company. So I do remember, like they say, you know, the trick in being successful is remembering your roots, where you came from. So I think I we did come from very small, humble background ourselves. And I think I only uh, the mantra I would suggest for all those founders, all those business owners out there, that you are being part of something much larger than you can imagine today. And keep that, keep that hope, keep that thought, uh, keep that feeling of security in your heart that the larger things are going to come your way and you have to be ready for it. And all that you're doing right now is just preparing for that moment. And when the moment comes, you have to be ready and you will be ready, believe me, whether you can believe yourself today or not, it, it is going to happen. Wow. Oh. Thank you so much, Sanjay. That's 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 a wonderful uh, piece of advice for everybody who is on their journey. I'm pretty sure the end of year uh, can be very stressful, uh, regardless of uh, how the year have been. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your strategies of uh, like breaking down the stress into the more uh, manageable buckets that you can actually handle. And thank you so much for sharing all the, all the wisdom and advice. Sanjay, that, that was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank uh, you. For, for everybody who is listening, this uh, Sanjay Sagal, the heartful human being, the chairman and CEO of MCS Technologies, please uh, connect with Sanjay on LinkedIn. And uh, if you look at Sanjay's profile, you'll see that uh, this is the great resource for everybody in the IT B2B space. Uh, Sanjay is sharing a lot of insights. So I, I'm inviting you to connect with Sanjay on LinkedIn. Uh, that's a very good networking opportunity. And it's also a very good opportunity to learn from Sanjay. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you Thank so much. Ludmilla here. Thanks so much for listening to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. If you are a B2B Tech founder who would like to be on the show, visit podcast.rampic.agency. If you've got something from this interview that you would like to share, please go ahead and post the link to this episode on social media. Just grab a link, send it to a friend. If you know someone who will be a great guest on the show, tag them in your post to let them know about the show and include our podcast name, which is B2B Tech Founders Lounge, in your post. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are adding new episodes frequently, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. This means a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Visit us at Rampic Agency website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.